Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. This week we are talking about the challenges I have found as a black businesswoman and content creator. Um, And to be fair, I'm going to get straight into it because I want to... I suppose kick off with my challenge of the week which is about this podcast and my challenge has been just staying motivated and not letting myself get bogged down with things that I really can't control um so to give you a bit of background for those of you that are new to the podcast I class myself or I talk about myself as the content creator turned accidental influencer turned marketing agency owner but ultimately I started my first business when I was 15 and oh god I'm gonna be 30 this year which is mad to think about but in 15 years I have had three um product-based businesses one of them was mostly muffins which was just mine me baking the other was you know which was the baking mixers and the other product-based one was Tiger Jays, and I had that with a partner. Like they got me to um, join the business and help along, and then that ultimately didn't work out. And then I've also obviously then got a service-based business, and my service-based businesses are um, my marketing agency, obviously CF Marketing, and me as a content creator. I create content, manage social media, do loads of different things outside of even just the agency um, for brands. So where did my frustration come from? I think, so I've always said that I didn't want my pages to be solely about race and gender because I feel like in terms of what I'm doing for myself and for the business, I am one person that is just a person and I want to be appreciated for the person that I am and the things that I do, not the fact that I'm a woman in business or I'm a black woman in business or I'm a black person in business. But ultimately it's just something that I can never get away from so even though it's something that I didn't want to be kind of predominantly shared across like my channels and to be like highlighted quite a lot I've just kind of realized that there are times that I do need to speak up about it because ultimately I think sometimes what happens for black people in business black women in business black content creators it's not fair and there aren't people sitting in rooms all the time that do advocate for us so ultimately if I can't advocate for myself and for people that look like me then what are we doing and um it's it's just been a bit weird because so obviously when the pandemic started and George Floyd was killed there was a lot of stuff going on online the black squares being shared people and brands listening to people's experiences and it just very much felt like okay maybe there's going to be a bit of a shift was that naive to think looking back probably but I don't think it's a bad thing that we'll look for change and I do I want to be as honest as possible during this podcast because I very much feel like I don't know I've just I've had a lot of conversations with family members with my parents specifically um with friends about how race plays into like how I run a business and the things that I do business-wise and like I said I don't want it to just seem all doom and gloom and to be just negative 
but I think as much as I share obviously the positives of what happens I do talk about like mental health quite a lot but this is something that I don't talk too much about because I think for the people listening or watching you have to understand especially if you don't look like me that there are things that we've had to grow up with and around and have to face every single day that people just aren't normally aware of and I remember just before George Floyd had died, I wrote a blog, feel free to have a look at di uh, diaryofachick.com and it was something like, um, like just being, like feeling exhausted um, as a black woman in like a predominantly white world and I felt like, obviously I released that at the right time because it made me feel like actually people took me a lot more seriously in terms of how I'd felt about the situation because it had been posted before George Floyd had, had, had died. So it wasn't even like I'd jumped on the bandwagon. I'd shared something that was honest and was raw and was vulnerable. And I remember at the time, like for so long, my mum and dad have even always said, be careful about the stuff that you put online because you've got potential employers looking at you. You've got people judging you all the time. And whether we like it or not, I think as a black person, you just, you understand that you have to work so many times harder to get some of the same opportunities and some of the things that recently have been really frustrating me is just looking at, I'm really lucky that I get to work for myself so I get to sit here and talk about this without worrying what the ramifications are gonna be ultimately because even my clients, I work with great clients, I choose the clients I work with. Um, so it's not, I don't have to worry about my career per se for being honest, but this is something that I have constantly been warned about, like don't be too honest because that could jeopardise your opportunities for jobs, for potential like different roles and things that you want to, to do. And I think that's really, it's just really sad because you'd think that if someone is good at a job, if someone shows that they can do a job, that they're gonna be celebrated for the person that they are, but that's not always the case for, for, for people. And I think focusing on myself and my career and what I've been through, the reason that I did want to, to do this is just, first of all, to remind people that this is something that we have to live every single day, and especially as a black woman. I'd say, for me, I find it super, super difficult because, like, at the moment, I like I said, I've talked about therapy, healing, all of that, but it's... You feel like you're healing. You feel like you're doing all the work to navigate life, and then you get sucked back into this kind of vortex of what reality actually is and for me that's something that and it's weird as well looking at it from the point of view of being a content creator and just having a, a business and the fact that I can also reflect and look back on having different types of businesses and in 15 years of having a business things haven't changed one of the first things I ever got told when I started Mostly Muffins was uh, I because I'd said that I wanted to be able to work from anywhere in the world now mind you I've, I've achieved things that I'm so, so proud of, things that a lot of people would go the whole career as not being able to achieve. And I'm really proud of what I have been able to do, but I've had to work through realizing just how much people constantly put you down, whether it's in little kind of things that are said or that are inadvertently said, or that they are actually said. So one of the first memories I have um, after I started the business was being told by a white guy, you do realise you can't have it all because obviously I'd said I want to be able to work from a laptop anywhere in the world, I want to have the choice when I start a family, when I do all these different things and yeah his reaction was you do realise you you can't have it 
you can't have it all. And I just remember thinking back then, who the hell are you to say that I can't have it all? You don't know me. You don't know what my plans are. And, and that has been a constant theme. And I think I've found as well, as I've done a lot of healing myself as, as a person, never mind outside of business, I have come to realise that for me personally, I was in fight or flight mode for so much of my life without realising it because you grow up. Like, I am a first-gen immigrant, so you grow up in a different country where some people accept you, some people don't. There's, re there's prejudice, there's racism and so on. You then get to a point where life happens, trauma happens, you're still in fight or flight mode. And then you've got me, then you start a business constantly in fight or flight mode because it's like you constantly, especially when you work, for, well, not when you work for yourself, sorry, when you work for other people, you are constantly having to put a face on because you're being judged. Like I've had to sit and think about this podcast today and go, is this something I want to put out? I went out onto Instagram the other day and said, and asked people to send me questions um, if they thought about anything or if they wanted to know anything. And I really wanted to delete that on Instagram. And I think that's really sad because if you look at like my TikTok, if you look at some of the other content I put online, I'm so, like, I, I believe in authenticity and I believe in being honest. But when you have to second guess being honest about something like this because you don't know how it's going to be perceived by potential brands that might, might want to work with you, by potential businesses that might want to work with you, by people who do work with you, it, it then gets really scary. And I think that's so wrong because I should be able to be honest about my lived experience. And sadly, my lived experience means I have to think about the type of content I want to put out. But on the flip side of that, I found that what's really helped. I remember coming across a video where someone was talking about um, unlearning being a people pleaser. And the best way to do that is to become a content creator because to be the best kind of content creator, you have to put content out there that you believe in. And it doesn't matter what other people think because if you're fine with what you're putting out and you're being authentically yourself, stuff what other people think. And I think that's why for me, working for myself has been such a massive help in terms of my career, my confidence and everything else. Because I think about, I think about some of the jobs I've had. So I worked at, I'm not gonna name one of the places or two of the places, but I worked at Coffin for a few years and then I went into marketing and I worked for two companies when um, I'd graduated, I'd done my masters. And what became clear to me was in all the jobs that I've had, the ones that I've stuck at and I've really enjoyed have been the ones where the managers have been flexible because I remember always thinking nine to five just isn't for me. So it turns out nine to five isn't for me because that structure doesn't work. People just don't work efficiently when it's nine to five. Whereas when my managers gave me the option to flexi work, I could still do my 40 hours a week or whatever it was. I could still do the hours I needed to do, but I could do those in my own time. I could figure out my day, how I wanted it to, to look. I was so, so efficient. So it made complete sense when I worked for myself that as it stands, if I'm choosing when I work, I might, yes, work more hours than other people do sometimes, but that's because I want to build something that ultimately one day is gonna allow me to be able to settle down, have kids, take time off, live the life that I want. You've got to do the work now to be able to take a bit of time off later. It doesn't just happen overnight. and. Yeah, it's just been really clear that if more businesses looked at efficiency over just having bums in a seat, it would be so different. And yeah, the ones that worked for me and the managers that I really, really valued were the ones that could accept that I was writing what I was saying. I could do my job in a quicker time. I didn't see why I needed to sit and twiddle my thumbs when there was nothing to do. 
um, and then the ones that haven't been the best have been the ones where I can't remember there was one one job um, and mind you this is after like I was a graduate I it was not flexy not fle really flexy there was a little bit of, of, of flex just because I used to have to go like drive around but um, one of the reviews I had I remember my manager saying to me oh um, or the, like the senior manager after manager saying oh like you're really really quiet and like Pete like you're really quiet in the office but then when you go out and see clients you see other people like everyone talks about how jolly you are how bubbly you are like you're really outgoing like maybe I don't know like why you seem a bit more shy in the office and like I know you do talk to certain people but that's because they didn't realize that I was dealing day to day with people that whether it's prejudice whether it is a it was racism obviously that comes in a scale so it could be whatever but these were people that I wasn't comfortable being around because again being seen as when you're a strong woman you are you, you know what you want you are up front I have been told so much of my life that I'm blunt that I've got a resting bitch face that there's just all this stuff where it's like but I'm just a person that likes to be up front I don't like to waste time but you get that trope of oh, she's aggressive, she's whatever. And I've had people say that in the past as well. And it's like, you clearly don't know me because if you were to go to any of my family and friends and say that you think I'm aggressive, they'd be like, what are you talking about? But um, yeah, I think when it comes to even, like I look at what I do now in terms of marketing, you've got algorithms that you're constantly fighting against because the people designing these things and when it comes to algorithms aren't people in senior positions that look like me when it comes to work as an influencer I have had to figure out how to get paid and the fact that I might be working on a campaign where some people are paid and I find out that I'm not being paid or you're talking to your friends and you realize oh actually it's the black or brown people having been paid and, and so on and so, so forth because there are people in positions that are predominantly white they don't sit and advocate for people like me so this I was looking at someone that kind of in, we're in the, in the same kind of circles, have similar businesses, and this person has had investments, has had different things, which is great. But I think again, it highlights there was that um, Rose something report that was done a few years ago that highlighted that actually if there was more investment for women in business, the economy would look vastly different. Now, can you imagine then investing in black? Uh, women in business it would be absolutely amazing to have that but we don't get funding as women we don't get funding as black women it's, it's a lot more difficult where do you start from you have to find the right people to ask the right questions and most of the times we're not we're, we're nowhere near the right people and they're just all and I'm kind of jumping back and forth because I don't want this to be too long and I've got questions that I do want to answer but there's just so much that I think people forget that for me the, the freedom has come in the fact that I get to decide what I'm doing day to day. If people don't want to work with me because of how I look, because of who I am, whatever, at least I can move on and find people I can genuinely work with and I do work with some of the most amazing people from different backgrounds but that's also what makes me really cherish some of the clients that I do work with because it's never there's never been a it's nothing to do with you being a woman, it's nothing to do with you being black, can you do a job? But yeah you prove you can do a job and they go oh my god you you're doing amazing. When I look at um, some of the work that I do in terms of content creation, again, it's the same thing. I will create content for clients that's posted on their channels that will go viral. 
on my pages sometimes like i'm talking about other things that might struggle but you're then talking to and you, like, you're talking to brands and sometimes brands will contact you and you'll say okay what's your budget and all of a sudden they're talking about they don't have a budget but it's a big brand and you're like yeah but i can prove to you i've got clients i've worked with i have literally created their content on their behalf i have also create that content with my face in here. I could show you different examples of how this content's gone viral, how it's done really well, how the engagement's been really good. On my own pages, I can show you how I've been able to do that across different platforms. And it just doesn't always feel like it's appreciated. And going back to this um, person in the same circles, even sometimes just finds out how much people do get in terms of like investments and the people I network with. And I'm not saying that none of this is available because it it is, like I said, you've got to know the right people, but it's just so frustrating sometimes when you see people in the same spaces as you that, and you feel like you're working really hard, you're doing everything you need to do, and yet you have to constantly keep going, you have to constantly keep working. And I try really hard not to compare myself to other people because what, what good does that do? If you stay in your own lane, you do what you're happy with, it's so much better for your mental health, and it has been so much better for my mental health, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me, it doesn't mean that it doesn't get to points where I go why, why is it so difficult like why can't I just get that breakthrough and I think what makes it even worse is the fact that like I said working in marketing I work with numbers all the time when I have people pitching to me when I am talking to potential brands to work with on the influencer side if I can sit there and go like I'll give you a great example on TikTok TikTok they say if they push your uh, content out um to your followers the first, let's say the first hour, if your followers interact with that really well, people like that, then it gets pushed out to more people. The more people interact, the more it gets pushed out. And sometimes you look at some content, and I know other people have the same experience as well, and, and this isn't even just being just a black person, but this is a great example of where you see, like, a lot of people do talk about this in the black community. But you'll see that you've done everything right in terms of what the metrics are telling you, and yet then your content's not pushed to the For You page, and you're like, what that makes no sense whatsoever and how can you not be discouraged by that and the reason why and like i've had a few of my own like posts go viral different types of posts but the, the one that did the best was the one before christmas that got to 2.5 million and genuinely that's because i decided you know what i'm staying in my lane i'm doing what i want to do i do i'm doing what makes me happy and i'm just going to keep trusting god i'm going to keep trusting the process that one day things are going to work out and because I'm in that position where I want to help other people that especially look like me and that are women, I will be able to make it easier for someone else so they don't have to go through some of the things that I've had to go through, because like I'm saying again, in 15 years, I've still faced similar things, similar comments, similar judgments. You walk into a room the way people look at you, and it's yeah, it's so frustrating. But right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at some of the questions I was sent. And there were a few, only a few. Um, so I talked, uh, when I went onto Instagram, I basically just said, if you've got any questions in general, because I'd said I'd been triggered quite a lot this week. Um, so someone's goal was to be self-employed, but don't know where to start and fearing of, of failing. I think the fear of failure never leaves you. And speaking as a, then this is a black woman that, that, posted, that posted this. When you are a black woman as well and you're constantly seeing like you have to do so well i like i said i achieved my dream of being able to work from anywhere in the world and i still feel like i've not achieved everything i wanted to and at some at, there would have been a point where i'd have looked at this as i've i've not succeeded not that I failed because in other ways i'd say i would have said in the past that i failed 
but I'm starting to realise that nothing's a failure. You, not even that I'm starting to realise, I've always known this, but I always forget, but nothing's a failure. You, if you look at like mostly muffins and you know, I put those to one side, if I'd have looked at those as just failures, actually, what did those do for me? They helped me become a content creator. They helped me be able to sit here today and create something that I am doing as a passion project, not even that I'm getting paid to do this, but it's allowing me to do other work that allows me to get paid. Was that a failure? No, because it taught me the skills I needed for this. And if I do want to go back to that one day, I'll go back to it. I love baking. I still get to do that. Um, Tiger Jays, was that a failure? No, I met someone who was so impressed by me. They asked me to be a partner in the business. And just because that didn't work doesn't mean that I'm never going to have another partner or it's not going to work out the way that I want it to. But it taught me, so that situation taught me so much in terms of what I was willing to kind of give up, the type of work that I did want to do, and even just how to communicate when you meet someone that you don't know and you start building a business together. Um, and yeah, I think you have to meet, like I said, ask people that have done it. I get people messaging me all the time and asking questions like this and I always say if you want help I like happily I'll help and I actually so I do this thing where if it's black women especially there'll be a discounted rate and even so I have power hours I have coaching sessions I have different things where I can sit and just literally work with you and it depends on how much you can pay and doesn't mean I can do it for absolutely everyone because I ha also have to protect my time, my peace and, and so on. Not everyone's as serious as you think they're going to be when you first start. I've learned that the hard way. But yeah, find someone that has done it. Someone that you can ask questions, someone that can guide you to where funding is, to where specific people are. I've been so lucky that as an introverted extrovert, I laugh because sometimes I get put in situations that I hate being in. But the reason that I started, you know, was because I went to a networking event that I didn't want to go to and just happened to talk to the only other brown guy in the room. But that person turned out to be someone that had access to funding and through the Belfast Met, I've done loads of work with them um, to the point where I'm now um, on their consultants register. So if like guest lectures are needed and so on, that would be me and like teaching people in terms of marketing. So yeah find people that are doing what you want to do or something similar and ask them because you're going to learn so much from their failures and you not having to do those failures than you are from you having to do it and waste time um and i suppose even what one thing i do now to not look at things i'm doing as failures or not to be too difficult on myself is practicing gratitude i try to be thankful for the little things because those little things you don't realize that the amount to big things and when you find things to be grateful about, like, I am so confident in myself these days. I'm literally like, I am that girl. Anything I want to achieve, I'm going to do it. I decided the other day that I'm going to have a food and travel show just because I get to enjoy, like, I love food. My passion is food. When I ask people, um, I was asking people about, like, the type of content that they consume on YouTube and so on. They talked about food and that's always been my kind of, like, bread and butter and of what I've always enjoyed and been passionate about. But I've kind of moved away from that. Whereas I'm now going, actually, food and travel is still my passion. The people in my life that I'm closest to, f like, food is their passion as well. So, for example, my dad cooks, my brother cooks, um, G cooks. Why would I not want to travel with them or be at home with them and create content with them as they cook for me as they normally do? And I can share things about, like, culture. We can do podcasts as they cook. We can do all these things. And I'm like, the world is my oyster and I get to figure that out. 
there's literally nothing stopping me because I can find other ways to do it. And I think the great thing about facing so many challenges, especially as a black person, is the fact that you figure out other ways to do things. And my thing is, okay, well, if I can create this content and people can see that it does really well, it might still not be taken up by someone else, but it might do well online as like its own little mini series. But what does that do? Even if it doesn't get commissioned or nothing like big happens, I still get to travel, I still get to have food, I still get to spend time with the people that I love the most. Absolute win-win. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, it also means that I get to enjoy the things that I'm doing and it's never wasted time, like never. So yeah, follow your passions, don't look everything as a failure and work with people, get coached by people, talk to people that have done what you want to do, that have at least tried and you're better off trying and failing than never trying at all. And I've gone from the position of starting a business at a young age where I had no responsibilities. I didn't like to now owning my own house and thinking, okay, well, if things go wrong, not only do I, can I not pay my people, I also, but I'm like, there's also gonna be a chance that I can't pay my bills. So it adds, there's a risk to it and it's scarier, but you're also not daft. I also have to keep reminding myself, I've put so much in place to make sure that something like that wouldn't happen. So take those little risks, be calculated, you'll be completely fine. Okay, moving on. Um, what makes you notice you are being triggered um, by something and to correct it? I do a lot, of, even through therapy, I've done a lot of work um, on my inner child and just my body and feeling emotions. And I think there are some times, especially in business, where I don't realise that I'm getting triggered until later on i'm good in business because i think you've always got to put this mask on and you've got to take a little bit of a step back and it's only later on that maybe i'll realize that i have really been triggered whereas in general life i will normally feel like i'm getting a bit anxious and something feels very off and because i've taken time to kind of have solo dates and do things where i learn to take days off i learn to switch off i learn to enjoy doing nothing it's becoming clearer and clearer to me that Pardon me, that for example, when I'm stressed, I get it in my shoulders. When I'm tired, I get it, so when I'm super stressed, I get it in one shoulder. When I'm tired, I start to feel like heavy shoulders. When I'm feeling anxious, it's the same as like that excited feeling. So I tell myself, okay, what do you have to be excited about? And as I start to get, well, when I'm getting triggered and it's around my parents, it's completely different because then I'm, I turn into a bit of a child. But that's obviously, that is you reverting back when you're around the, like your parents. But what I do try and do is take a deep breath. My dad always said to me, and it's really funny because if he listens to this, I don't think he will, but if he does, he's always said to me, take a step back. So I take a deep breath. I imagine I'm taking a step back and I literally just go to myself, right, give yourself a second because like I said, I'm a blunt person. And if something's happening and I'm not happy about it, I will literally say it as it is. And sometimes that does come off harsh. Sometimes people don't take it very well, but and sometimes it's not the, the the best way to be because it escalates the situation because me being triggered might trigger someone else and vice versa. But I've just found that, yeah, taking a deep breath, taking a step back, just having a bit of time to think about what's going on and then going back to something later on does help. Sometimes there are these days where I literally stop what I'm doing and go, okay, if, if I can finish work now and what I'm doing, I'll just take a bit of a break, do it whether it's half an hour, an hour, half a day, and then when I feel like I'm okay to work again, like I like working at night, as many people have seen, 
um and i'm not i don't work at night as much now i'm trying really hard to kind of work within the day but i would sometimes even even now in the evenings do my work later on in the evening rather than during the day because that's when i feel motivated and i find that especially if i've been triggered by something i think you need to give yourself a break and i never i always used to think i'll just push through push through but when you push through you're literally pushing your feelings down you're pouring from an empty cup and that's not fair on you it's not like i always think to myself I think of my inner child and I think, okay, what would my inner child want to do? Would they want to, I don't know, sit and eat something? Like, what makes my inner child feel like someone's protecting them, someone's doing something for them? And these things might sound silly, but if you do think about the things that you'd have enjoyed doing as a child, it just gives you this release that really helps. And I find that when I'm feeling down about even like content, when I'm starting to kind of trigger myself and I'm talking about, I'm, I'm saying to myself how, oh, things could be better. Oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. I just go, do you know what? No, like, stop. If I need to cry, sit and cry. I will watch sad movies. I will listen to sad music. I'll schedule cries. Me and my team, literally, we've got, we put stuff out on um, Instagram that will go, like, movies you can cry to. Because we all go through the same things and we try and build out content that resonates with other people that are like us and most of those people happen to be women that that follow like my channels that i end up working with um so yeah even scheduling cries movies to watch to cry to those are the things that i do that, fi that i find now help me feel so much better when i do try and go back to work or try and go back to doing something else so yeah give yourself a bit of a break listen to your body take a deep breath and take a step back it really does help Okay, next. Uh, would you say it's better or worse in your own business in terms of having to deal with racism? Um, I th the difficult thing is, most of the time when someone is prejudiced or, or there's, there's prejudice or there's racism, it's not blatant and someone's not saying some like any racial slurs. That's what I've had to deal with most of the time. It's backhanded compliments it's little sly digs it's little things where it's like like i said when i worked in an office um where it was clear to my manager's manager that i wasn't acting the same in the office as i was when i was out and about but that was because there was literally like one specific person i could always think about that just had an issue with me it's like i breathe and this person has an issue why there was never any reason like i never not get on with people like i'm i'm very much a people person and I think I'm good at reading situations, I'm good at reading people, I'm an empathetic person. Like I feel emotions very deeply and I hate upsetting other people. That's I that's not what I do. it's not what I do. So when people have an issue with you and you're like, Well, where's this issue come from? I know some people just don't like you sometimes, that's fine. But when you know and you've grown up being surrounded by people and you can get that feeling, you walk straight into a room as a black person and you know if you feel safe or you don't, because like I said, you're in fight or flight, you're working out quickly your scan and you know who can be an ally, who's going to be okay, who's not going to be okay, who you need to keep away from. And I think the only reason that I've found it easier now is because I have a choice. I have a choice who I work with. Yes, I might not get the deals that I want to get, I might not get the money that I want to get all the time, but having freedom, having choice has been such a massive thing and you can't put a price on that at all versus having to go into a nine to five where you are constantly having to wear this mask and pretend to be someone that you're not because otherwise you're gonna get judged for things. And when people are being ignorant, you can't even, 
react the way you want to because then all of a sudden they're going to be upset and it's going to become about them, just little things that happen. Um, so, yeah, it happens both ways, but it happens less because, like I said, yeah, I've got a choice. And even in terms of who would then reach out to me, like, I, there are brands I talk very freely about. Um, even on this podcast, Oatly, I've talked about that I absolutely love. The brands I talk about are genuinely the brands that I use in my day-to-day -day life that I really enjoy. And that's the part of, like, influencing that I do enjoy. I know people get, like, a, it's a bad rep for being an influencer. But when I promote the businesses I promote, it's because I do believe in them. Of course, there are some businesses that I don't know too much about and, like, they'll pay you to do something. But and when you do look at them, the people you contact, there are no issues. So I've got no reason to say anything else. Whereas the people that you'll see I constantly talk about are people that I think are just nice brands with nice people behind the phone, whoever's sat managing the social media, whoever's emailing you, just nice people that you feel see you as a person. So I think it's also nice to be able to show myself that yes, there are nice people out there, to show myself that there are brands that do wanna make a difference, to be able to show others that there are brands that do wanna make a difference because yeah, it, it just, it makes, just in terms of your mental load, it makes so much of a difference just being able to wake up and be excited about the work that you do and how, how you do do it. Um, I'm going to do one more just because I don't want this to be too long and it's getting late on my end. Um, okay, I'm going to have to pick one now. Uh... Oh, this one, has it always... Have you always felt like this? Um, I've kind of answered this already. And I'd say yes in varying degrees. There were some times, like I've said, this week was very much a whole me healing and also then just realising how shitty the world can be sometimes and how shitty business can be sometimes and the people that we're surrounded by. Um, but yeah, it's always been like this. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. You have to learn to play situations. You have to learn to play rooms. You have to learn to talk to people. And you have to learn to be confident in yourself because if you're not confident in yourself, you are constantly being put down in so many different ways in life um, by family, by, and I'm talking as like a, a first-gen immigrant. There are, there are so such high expectations. Not that your family puts you down, puts you down, but do you know what I mean? As in like, sometimes it's it's things like, Oh, what are you wearing? Oh, you should be a doctor. Oh, you should be this. Like me going down this path of being self-employed in the work that I do, it's wild because in my family and in our community in general, most people are doctors, lawyers, architects, um, work in business in some, in, in some kind of way, but business wasn't really a, a, a thing. It's my cousin that really got me to think about that and obviously then to start, to start a business and kind of path, path to... Is it draw my own path? You know what I mean, like get like to, to have my own path and to do that for myself. Like that's been a, a massive thing. So I don't think it's something that will go away overnight, but I do hope that by having some of these conversations, because again, don't forget, there are people that do talk about racism all the time. And I've worked, I worked with um, a psychotherapist, Samantha Carbon, and she is huge on anti-racism. And I remember having a conversation with her once where we talked about inclusion and diversity and inclusion and how it was funny that you looked 
when people are talking about being more diverse, you looked at these places and it's just that they added a white woman rather than it just being like all white men. You don't see the right type of diversity and inclusion all the time, but sometimes you do and in areas where you go, this is great, or in areas where you go, like more could be done. I have worked in predominantly white spaces. I live in Northern Ireland, it's predominantly white. I've literally seen the, the, the change over the years and there being other people that are brown and black and it's crazy to think that it's, it, it is becoming so much more like multicultural but how many people do I see that do the same thing I do not on an activism level or a, a, an inclusion and sorry a diversity and inclusion level in high places that make decisions I don't see that and I think that's really sad and that's something that I definitely want to change because when you look at looking at like TikTok dancers stolen from black people, black culture stolen all the time. Like why can't people just work together? Why can't you be praised for the person that you are, for the things that you bring to the table? And yeah, it's not that it's something I'm gonna talk about all the time because it becomes draining. The reality of the world sometimes when you look at it, it becomes draining. And I wanna focus on the positive things and the many positive things there are outside of how I feel sometimes. Um so yeah, hopefully People hear this and people want to do better and it's not the same as kind of the black square era. Hopefully if people have questions, ask the right people questions, get books, you can, it's easy to get educated on diversity, inclusion and racism, prejudice and, and all these things. How can you be a better ally? It's, there are, there's so much out there that teaches you how you can be better and I think whether you own a business, you have a brand, you work with influencers, whatever it is, if you are in a position where you can help other people and you see other people should just be treated equally, do that. It's not that hard. Like, it really isn't. So, yeah, we'll end this on a bright note. What is my win of the week? My win of the week, honestly, was feeling like absolute rubbish on Tuesday. This completely overwhelming me and just going, I'm gonna take the whole day off and I'm gonna be fine because I'm gonna be able to get up on Wednesday, do the work I need to do, and I did it. So yay to me for learning how to take some time off. Um, and thank you to everyone that sent um, messages. If you want a part two, because I did have some questions left over, um, if you do want a part two, feel free to send that across um, or send questions across. Um, but other than that, Thank you as always for tuning in. Keep liking, subscribing, downloading, and doing everything that you do, and commenting as always. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks.